0: plane is boarding Mm -hmm. they're letting people on and i'm waiting for you guys to get out of the bathroom
1: right (laughs) so we go up to the gate though and now we're all there and we're like kind of laughing about it like oh god we barely made it thank god we're here they literally say in these exact words um two of you are not going to be able to go on to this flight welcome to the push podcast So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm
0: Edward, just back from Italy, Copeland.
1: Dark as hell, Copeland. <laughs> <laughs> I love your tan.
0: Thank you. The whole uh,
1: house, the whole family is really tan right now. So For sure. Like, I like the summertime. I like to be tan.
0: Yeah, I wonder Um, if the people can see. I got a nice little shade going right now.
1: Yeah. So, uh, listen, we took a trip to Italy. It was supposed to be a two-week dream vacation. We've got two kids home from college. And we always try to have these amazing family vacations because, you know, we're trying to create memories and moments that will last forever with our kids. And so we spend a ton of money on things like this. We make sacrifices throughout the year. And once we got a taste of international travel, we were like, okay, we have to make major sacrifices. And this is the only thing that matters to us because so many reasons. But one is like being exposed to culture, things outside of the norm, seeing how other people live and just experiencing what the world has to offer. Right?
0: Yeah. I think that early on when the kids were younger, we didn't do a lot of travel like Mm -hmm. we didn't do any travel really I mean I don't
1: think you should travel with your kids internationally (laughs) and spend this kind of money until they're over 10
0: right and I don't we just weren't financially ready for that kind. but even if you are I'm telling you
1: like as parents who are a little further like or further past you don't travel and waste this kind of money until your kids are at least 10 they won't remember it
0: yeah no i i agree with that I, I think that some people i i do notice there's a lot of people that we saw with young kids that mm-hmm. were traveling and I, i'm curious what the benefits are for them like it looks like a disaster <laughs> <laughs> literally and they look like they're not having they a good they hate the plane
1: ride right. the parents don't look like they're enjoying it you can't relax i know there are a ton of benefits your kids should grow up with culture and be around other people i'm not saying that that's not true but i'm saying if you're a family like us that was on a budget, right. that's very conscious of where our dollars go, you know, traveling, they don't eat. My kids don't even remember the cool lunches I made for them in elementary school. So I'm really glad I didn't waste money taking them to Italy when they were kids.
0: Yeah. And I yeah, I, th- I do think that there may be there, there, I think there's some pros and cons. Yeah. I think the pro may be you learn young how to travel, mm-hmm. like what it means to travel, yeah. How to adapt to different surroundings. Agree, and so I think that gives you some ability, benefits. But here's the thing: like a two year old traveling uh, across the On country, eleven hour no, flight, no, not not don't do not the thing to do. Maybe around six, seven, eight. I think that you probably could like get some appreciation from that because we do see some people who you know online they travel with their kids, and their mm-hmm. kids seem to have a really good time. They're younger than ten, so I think yeah. that there's some benefits. But I do think that majority of what they're going to remember is going to be after ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, what the kids call it? They call it a core memory.
1: Yeah. Well, this is gonna be a core memory trip. So we're gonna share it with you guys. Uh, We booked this two week trip. The first week of the trip was supposed to be in Sicily with our friends, Joe and Naima and Jaden, who we actually met last year in Greece on vacation when that whole vacation went awry as well. So we met this great family. They're from New York. And we just decided, you know what, let's vacation the following year with each other and get to know each other. And so we spent the last year kind of getting to know them. We stayed with them in New York when we were looking at colleges for Jordan. And then we just decided to book a villa in Sicily for for seven days and split that and have fun. And then we were moving on for the second week to go to the Amalfi Coast and then spend the last three days in Rome. So everything has been booked for many months. Right. We've talked to you before about using our American Express and racking up travel mm-hmm. points. So we were excited to do that. And so, yeah, we had this travel, this trip booked. We were excited, ready. And let me just tell you, Travel internationally or going on a vacation, like I have been telling you lately, I just want to go with nothing. I want to go with nothing because we like to kind of shop around anyways. But I hate the the anxiety of packing and like making sure everyone has everything that they need. And so this time around... We started really early with the packing. I ordered a bunch of packing cubes. Um, We we got new luggage. We were going to go
0: like vets. This was not going to be some amateur hour. This was like, hey, we know how to pack for (laughs) international travel.
1: We did a good job. (laughs) We eliminated lots of options. Uh And I think we packed really, really well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Better than many years in the past.
1: Right. So now it's time, the day of travel. We leave on Friday. What was that? Like August 30th or something. No, Um, we
0: we left on July 22nd. Oh,
1: okay. Well, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyways, we leave on a Friday. Uh Am I right? We take an Uber to the airport. We decided, we live in LA, but we decided to fly out of Ontario right? and then return at LAX, which was fine. The flights were already confirmed, pre-checked in, whatever. So we take an Uber and all of a sudden we get to the Ontario airport and it's worse than LAX. It's like busier than ever before in history. Yeah. So we go to the ticketing counter. She checks us in. We weigh our bags. And my bag was two pounds over. So I tossed something to Jordan. She threw it in hers. We get our boarding passes. And now we have to go stand in this ridiculously long line. Right. And someone says, hey, we can save you all this time if you want to sign up for clear. So we that was the first thing. We sign up for clear. Ready to go. Whole family gets loaded in. We go straight up to TSA. We get on the plane. um, And the flight's delayed an hour.
0: Can I just make sure you guys... There's some key points. So make sure you remember that we talked about clear. Uh Because that will come back around at some point. And the other part of it was... We weren't able to check in online, mm-hmm. which was or not out of the ordinary, right? For because in the, yeah, for international, a lot of times in and COVID, there's a lot of things that have come up that mm-hmm. you got to do at the ticket encounter. Get mm-hmm. uh, at the ticket counter, it took longer than normal because mm-hmm. we were standing there and the lady was having some issues, and so we finally got through. So there mm-hmm. were some key little areas okay. there. Yeah.
1: So we get on the plane, <laughs> and the plane's delayed for an hour. Right. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. So there is a a three-and-a-half-hour flight from Ontario to Dallas, and then we started with only an hour-and-a-half layover to run to the next plane, which was then going to take us to Heathrow, London, and then from London to Sicily, right? Right. So that's – I'm just going to stop right there. That's fun fact number one. If you are internationally traveling, I know it sounds like a big bummer to have like a three or a four or a five hour layover. You need it.
0: You need it. If
1: anything happens and you only have an hour and a half layover, I think that that sounds great, but it never is. Right. So if your flight is delayed like ours was, you find yourself really, you know, ridden with anxious anxiety. You pull up to the um, to the next, you know, airport and you're like, we got to go.
0: And I would say that the times that we have flown international now, each time it wasn't always us. But it was another group that had a, a connecting flight. They had to run off the airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, the pilots like, please stay seated if you don't have a connecting flight, right. or if you have a, a long layover, mm-hmm. so to allow these people to get off the plane. So it it it's not something that will go smooth. You have to anticipate that there may be a delay, a hang up of some sort that's going to happen. So giving yourself another day. So maybe when you're booking your trip, you say, let's just. Let's try to leave a day earlier than normal just so that we can have some layover, just so that we can make sure that if something goes wrong, we still got Yeah, but
1: time. you need the three to five hour layover 100%. is my recommendation. So we started with a 1.5 hour layover and then it got eaten up by the right. delay. So now we arrive in Dallas and we have to literally run to the next gate.
0: Like we have 45 minutes, I believe. I think it was 45 minutes before our flight was going to leave.
1: Well, that was before it left. Not right, boor- I mean, not boor- including boarding. Right, no. right, right. And so I don't know if you remember, but we not only had to run from like that plane to the next, but we had to get on a tram mm-hmm. In the Dallas airport and go from Terminal A to Terminal D. Right. So, you know, we're looking for the tram, whatever. We're running through the airport, bobbing and weaving, all five of us. We finally make it. And they're literally announcing our names. Right. Like calling the Copeland's party of five. Which is
0: the first time ever.
1: Right. And so (laughs) we run up and we kind of like we're laughing about it. We We made it.
0: And wait, normally I have the passports. Right, I collect everybody's passports. I just want them to be in, a centra- in, in a centralized location. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that yeah, we're not waiting. But this particular time, everybody had their own passports, mm-hmm. and as we like made it, like you had to go to the bathroom. I think two other people had to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and it was like me and and one other girls mm-hmm. at the counter because we heard our names. And I'm like, they're like, we need your passports. I'm like, I only have mine. I don't have like call you know call and find out where they're at right mm-hmm. and so at this point i'm like oh my god then you know they've asked for our passport the plane is boarding mm-hmm. they're letting people on and i'm waiting for you guys to get out of the bathroom
1: right <laughs> so we go up to the gate though and right. now we're all there and we're like kind of laughing about it like oh god we barely made it thank right. god we're here um and by the way we knew we had time to go to the bathroom because they were boarding right, right. So and we, we get like, up Groot. to the front and now they've called us and right. they're like, they literally say in these exact words, um, two of you are not going to be able to go on to this flight. Yeah. And we're like, ah, uh, what do you mean? And they're like, well, two of you have passports that are going to expire soon.
0: This is what he said to me. He looks at me and he goes, "Ooh, your passports, their expiration. And I go, yeah, they don't expire till. For
1: 82 days.
0: Right. Until October. And he goes. Yeah, I don't know. That's not gonna work. Um, once, give me a second. I don't think they're gonna let you into the country. We uh, won't be able to take this flight. And he said, you, he said like that. And I go yeah. and I go. Very calm. What you must be? You you gotta be joking me. What do you mean? Right. And he goes, you won't be able to take this flight. Two of you, um, your your passports are gonna expire, and you need to have ninety days from the time that you um, depart mm-hmm. from the country. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know that. How are we supposed to know that? hmm. Right. And so then I'm like I'm puzzled and, I'm, and I start to look at you like, what does that even mean? Yeah. You're in a state of disbelief.
1: So I said, well, there's got to be somebody that we can talk to, like, because I, I don't it was just the way that he said it so calmly, like, yeah, you're not gonna be able to get on.
0: Like, oh, yeah. If you talk to someone, maybe. Right.
1: <laughs> right? And so I was like, OK, there's got to be somebody we can talk to. And he goes, actually, there's not. And I go, right. OK, so what do you recommend? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. Your passports are supposed to be not expiring for 90 days. Some countries are six months. Italy is, you know, 90 days. And I said, "Okay, well, we're flying from Dallas to London. What is London? And they said, well, London doesn't care. I said, "Okay, then let us fly to London. That's part of our ticket. And they said, well, then you become a flight risk. Like, what if you try to get into (laughs) Italy? I go, we're not going to try. I just don't want my kids to take a 10 and a half hour flight by themselves. So let us just take this flight to London if they don't have a requirement and then we'll come right back. You know, I just want to get them to Italy. And they were like, yeah, we can't do that. And but they weren't offering any solutions or recommendations or like, hey, here's what you can do. So finally, someone comes over and I'm like, there's got to be something that you can recommend for us. And they're like, yeah, there's not. And I said, Robert, (laughs) I said, Robert. We cannot be the only people this has ever happened to in history, and he goes, "No, ma'am, you're not." I said, "Then what advice do you have for us? What can we do if we overlooked this rule?"
0: And he looked at you and said, "Most times this happened, the people don't take their flights; they don't go on their trip." That's what he
1: said, and I was like, "Okay, I get that. We're not getting on the flight. You made that clear."
0: And the thing that makes that so bothersome is that if you know something comes up quite often, and Like it is something it is not like a small thing. Like people spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to Mm -hmm. travel. As an airline or as a professional in that in that space, you should say, have okay, here are your options. Mm -hmm. If there are options, right? No matter what it is, whether it's gonna take, you know, a day, two days, a week, whatever whatever the options are, give us the options. But I think what really was unsettling was that they they were very matter of fact Mm -hmm. and they had they didn't have no so, solution. much so solutions which also let us believe like there was no empathy right. right you know because what comes along with empathy is like here's something that you can you can try i'm right. not sure if it's going to work right. I, you know i really hate telling you the, this mm-hmm. news but this is what we're up against and mm-hmm. i get not having any like wiggle room because yeah. you're dealing with another mm-hmm. country yeah. right that's like, not what we wanted right cuz this is the first time we've ever heard this mm-hmm. so part of it for us was like is this like a Policy is this like right? a law? Is this like a law? Yeah. Like, what is this? Right? Because right. this is the first time we've ever And there was
1: just it. no explaining. Right. So it just is what it is. So we stepped to the side. Now we're being watched because they think, like, <laughs> we're, we're going to run on the plane. Make sure you don't let these people on the plane. <laughs> so now they're hovering over us. Robert is hovering over us from British well, Airways. Well, I think
0: gonna, they think we're going to freak out.
1: What made it yeah. more bothersome for me is he kept saying, well, the first ticketing agent in Ontario should have never let you on. She should have never put you on the first flight. And I go, "Okay, well, she did. And here we are now in Dallas. So what are our options? Can you fly us back to L.A.? Can you um, let us just go to London? Like what options? Yeah, we don't really have any. That was what was pissing me off, right? Right. So then I said, okay, we have to make a decision. They're getting ready to close off the aircraft. Everybody has already boarded now. And I said, okay, you got to go. Well, I started crying and I said, the girls have to go. Like, you'll be okay. You'll get to Italy. Our friends will take you, you know, we'll figure out how to get you there, spend a couple days there and we'll figure out how to get to you. So we all start crying. You know, it's like, They kept saying, no, we're not going to leave you. We're going to go together as a family. As
0: everything starts to settle in and this disbelief goes away and the reality sets in like, oh, we cannot go.
1: I'm like, we have to take action. We've already paid for this trip. So I said, worst case, you guys are on a sister trip and you get to live it all out because it's already planned. Every single element of it. We'll try our best to get there. So they're crying now. You know, we've got like snacks packed. We've got seats picked out. Uh, Good seats, by the way. Yeah. And so everyone's sad and I go get on the plane. You're going to have a sister's trip and we'll figure out how to get to you. So they get on the plane. They're crying. They take the snack bag and we just have a breakdown like in the airport. You and I watch their plane take off. And all of a sudden, like they text us before they get too far. And they're like, our luggage is not on the plane what? Your luggage never made it onto the plane. So we go up to the agent. We're like, hey, our kid's luggage wasn't put on the plane. And they said, oh, we'll put it on the next plane. Okay, sounds fine. Whatever. As long as they get it. Here's where they're going. Blah, blah, blah. So that luggage, you guys sat in the Dallas airport for four freaking days. Yeah. Four days. They've been in Italy for four days. No luggage. It's sitting there. They lost it. Say they don't know where it's at, but because we put air tags in all of our luggage, we know that it's in Terminal D at the Dallas Airport.
0: Which airplane, like flying, you know, in in this whole process of like, you know, taking airplanes has been around for what fifty years, mm-hmm. right? So they've been dealing with luggage for a long time.
1: Like, why don't you have an why air is tag this, system? Like brand
0: new, yeah. like w- the system of like tagging something and making sure it's going where the person is going Mm -hmm. should be really easy yeah like but I don't understand why it's a problem. Well, so that's tip number two. We have figured out a lot of things. Yeah. iPhones, (laughs) you know, electric cars. We have figured out so many different things. We have not figured out luggage. No. So that's
1: tip number two. (laughs) You need to invest in $29 AirTags (laughs) and tuck them into your luggage and make sure that you at least know where your luggage is for peace of mind. Right.
0: Okay. If you have to somehow go somewhere and get it, at least you know where it's at. So
1: moving on. It's 7.40 p.m. (laughs) It's Friday night. We're in the Dallas airport. Our kids are on on a, a flight to Italy. Right. And we've got and passports we,
0: that do not work.
1: And we have passports that expire in 82 days. And the rule is, is in order for you to travel, it's got to be 90 days.
0: 90 days Front, on your return, return flight. flight, right? Mm-hmm. So not so you have to like take in consideration. We have a two week vacation. They wanted ninety days from there,
1: right? So seven forty p.m. on a Friday, and we say, okay, what do we do? Right. How can we get this expedited? So we start making calls. We call our travel agent. She says there are agencies, particularly in San Francisco. There should be one in Dallas. There's for sure one in L.A. And there's one in New York that I know of for sure that will do same day expedited passport renewals, but you need an appointment.
0: Right. And so as you're like connecting with people, Mm -hmm. I'm online scouring the Internet Mm -hmm. for resources. Now, mind you, when you're desperate. Like, this is where people can take advantage
1: of you, Yeah, so much scamming. And so
0: there's so many, like, scams and, like, different things that are out there that you don't know what you're – you're just putting money into this, this you know, this system of whatever they're trying to do Mm -hmm. because you're desperate, right? And so, like, I almost, like, paid for something that was not going to work, right? Right. Uh, and then we eventually, you know, had to find a solution.
1: Yeah. And then if you just look it up on Google, it's like, oh, at the Dallas library, which is open until 8 p.m., you can go to the Dallas library. Right. And you can, you know, sign up for a renewal. Right. So I call finally get through and they're like, oh, no, we're just a branch. So we don't actually expedite. You have to go to an actual agency. The point I'm trying to make is within 15 minutes, we knew exactly what steps to take. We needed to right. get an appointment at an authorized agency and we needed to get an appointment on Monday, right? So right. we call this number, get through to someone, first person tells you.
0: First person I get on the phone phone with is like, um, where are you trying to travel? Um, and do you have a, a boarding? Like, do you actually have a reservation? A flight a flight. A flight. So you have to have a flight booked in, in order, order to get an appointment. And so I said, I have a flight booked. And he said, okay, the, you have an appointment. It could be on Tuesday in El Paso. Not going to work. I said, no, do you have anything like for Monday? He goes, I can't give you any other days un- unless you call back because I can only give you a date or a time based on one phone call. And I was like, what?
1: Based on like one, you get one shot per one call? One shot
0: per call. He said, you can call back and then, you know, ask for another appointment. Which and I is was absurd. like What I said, I said, I explained to them what happened. He said, sorry. So that's the rule. Okay. So So then I'm like, I get off the phone and I'm like, this is what they told me. They said El Paso. And I said, we're in Dallas. El Paso is a couple hours away Mm -hmm. drive. That's not going to really work for us. Then we have to stay in Dallas for for through the weekend and and Tuesday. Right. And so I go, all right. We say, okay, we got to get some food. So we go to um, the American Express, which Mm is the lounge, which is going to close.
1: Because it's almost 8.
0: So we jump in there. Get some food. I jump on the phone again. I call back. I'm going to call back. I get another lady on the phone and she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. She's like, I tell her the story and she's like, okay, I got an appointment for you for, for uh, Monday, Monday morning in Seattle. I said, this is what I told her. I'm willing to go anywhere in the world. Right. Anywhere in the United States. Yep. And she said, okay, Seattle, Monday morning. I was like, perfect. Done. Done. She sets up our appointment. I'm like, this is great. And, you know, the crazy thing, though, is they don't, there's not really clear on how long it's going to take right. for this process. Like, and you're, it's all hearsay. Like, mm-hmm. you go online, some people say, oh, it took 24 hours. Uh-huh. Another person says, oh, it took two, two, two hours. Mm-hmm. We ask people in the airport, and like, 10 years ago I did it and it took 40 minutes. You're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, how long does this process take? No okay. one knows this information.
1: Right. So we book the only appointment available in the entire United States, right. which is on Monday morning at 9 a.m. in Seattle. Now it's time for us to figure out, one, how to get to Seattle. And number two, figure out how to rebook our flights. Right. Because technically, that lady shouldn't have taken your appointment because you didn't really have a flight booked. We missed the flight that happened that day. Right. And so technically, we didn't have a flight that was booked. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So she did us a solid. For those of you listening, if you're trying to expedite a passport renewal, you have to have a flight booked.
0: Right. So, so we had to basically say, hey, this is, she made an exception, made it for right. us. And then in the process of from Friday to Monday, we had to book a new flight. Right. So that we can show them when you go into the passport. And that's right. they, they were asking for yeah, it. Like they, you, were. they wanted they wanted to see it. Like
1: they will not help you if it's not really necessary right. for you to be expedited. And all morning long, I heard them say, OK, we'll mail it to you in six weeks. And people and were like, like, no, I want it today. And they're like, I was no. listening
0: to the other people. I was like, oh, my God, this is not going to work. Yeah. OK, but we're going a little right of ourselves. <laughs> OK,
1: now. so anyways, we book a now we need to book a one way flight to Seattle. Right? right. So we go and talk to another ticketing agency or ticketing agent. And we're like, hey, we have to book a flight. Mind you, our luggage now is still like being held for this um, international flight that we missed. So the luggage is somewhere in the airport. We need to find that before we can get on the Seattle flight. So this guy says we have a one-way flight. It's $278 per person for you guys to get to Seattle, but you have to leave in 45 minutes. So you got to take these boarding passes and go straight to the gate. And I said, no, we have to get our luggage. It's downstairs. Can we just like get somebody to bring it up? And he said, no, it doesn't work like that. If you leave the doors and go down to the baggage claim and get your bags, you're going to have to go through like TSA, TSA and, and all that, that stuff, stuff again. Here. And then we can't get you on a flight for another two hours. And that flight is going to cost you 1078 per person.
0: Yeah. So the rule is, and I think most people know this, but this is something that's important. Like you have to get there an hour before your flight because the ticketing counter stops letting people in or ticketing the flights within an hour. Uh-huh. Right. And so us ge- having 40 minutes, because we were already inside the airport, mm-hmm. we can just go to the gate and get on. Right. But, but that was not an option for but us. Well, we need
1: our freaking luggage. Because
0: we have not figured out luggage. Yeah. And you can't move luggage right. from one place to another place.
1: So we decided to- And mind to- you, <laughs> sorry about
0: that. But mind you, when we were talking to the guy who was supposed to be customer service, in the airport yeah. in Dallas
1: about this flight about to Seattle.
0: the flight well about the flight to um, Italy remember he was like no that's not right yeah
1: he said they should have put you they on. they
0: should be able to put you on this that's is
1: ridiculous the- I'm gonna get on the phone with my supervisor so it's we're ninety days there for, before you come back like he had a whole different rule
0: right he we're sitting there for, for this is how I know it's not common knowledge because yeah. the guy works he's customer service he has to go to the manager talk to someone else and then they're like. Oh, yeah, this is right. <laughs> right.
1: Like, so it was on. like, OK, I didn't really get hyped about that because right. I figured it was real. And now we already had an appointment, but whatever. So here's the next dilemma. 278, leave your luggage there in Dallas to get to Seattle. Now you have nothing right. or you pay 1,078 each to take a flight in two hours and get your luggage. So that just kind of pissed me off. Like, OK, I get it, but it sounds ridiculous. It's like 10 times as much. Right. So we wound up booking, I think it was a $500 flight the next morning.
0: Well, remember the lady hooked us up. She did? So, yeah. So remember the guy was like, oh, if you want to take the flight oh, tomorrow, oh, it's going to cost, cost you more. Okay. And so then like the lady said... Well.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. He walked away for a second. That's right. And she heard us. This was another woman that worked for a ticketing counter or she worked at the ticketing counter. We will
0: counter. not name this person. Because no. We don't want she did us a day.
1: solid though, you guys. Thank she you said, so much. here's what I would suggest. I would take the flight that leaves in 45 minutes. If you miss it, they have to rebook you.
0: Mm.
1: I said, okay. Boom. And she said, they will rebook you for no cost. And, you know, that's it. Like you missed your flight. They'll put you on the next flight. And there you have it. So we listened to her. We went downstairs, got our luggage, and then we tried to fake like we were going to get on. Oh, we missed it. And then the other flight was booked. So anyways, long story, we wind up booking the next flight, which leaves at 830 in the morning the next morning, which is now going to be Saturday. Right. So now we're stuck in Dallas. We decide that we need to get a hotel. Do we take an Uber? The first hotels are like 15, 20 minutes away. Right. Instead, we decide we're just going to stay at the Dallas airport in the Hilton or whatever they had there, which was like $400 a night. Book that. Go check in. And literally spend the rest of the night Mm -hmm. communicating with our friends who are in Italy, getting ready to receive our kids. We're setting up a private driver to pick them up from the airport because where our friends are staying is an hour and a half away Mm -hmm. from the airport. Right. So we had to set up a private transfer for our girls. um, And then we had to spend all night long, every 30 minutes, like, you know around the clock trying to call the rental car company in Italy because we had a 9 passenger vehicle booked that cost us $3000 for 7 days so that way both of our families could drive around right. together and the goal was for us to like all be picked up at the airport everybody's luggage fits we drive now we have to transfer our car rental reservation to our friends and they refused to do it it's non-transferable yeah, it's
0: not transferable and mind you, like, this is, like, we're, we literally were waking up trying to call, like, every 30 minutes yeah. just to, like, get All in contact. Because we, we're on
1: Italy time. We're
0: on Italy time. And co- calling us customer service is, like, nearly impossible. Yeah. Right. And so they don't
1: speak English. They didn't,
0: we, I don't think we actually ever got through. Remember, I think our friend had to actually go and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then they called us and they were like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Right. And so we were just running into these, 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 dead ends every single turn when we were trying to find solutions.
1: So finally, we got our travel agent involved. Somehow she was able to finagle it. And they said, "Okay, we transferred the reservation over to the new couple. So the next morning in Italy, that guy, our friend Joe, takes a private transfer. Again, an hour and a half cost $200 to get to the airport. He gets there to take his reservation, which was ours, now his. And all they have are manual cars and he doesn't drive a stick. So then it's this whole two hour thing right. and an extra fee. And it's just whatever. Like you right. need to know that when you're renting a nine passenger vehicle, one, it's going to be extremely expensive. And two, it's probably going to be a stick. So that wound up Especially working in the out. EU. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that worked out. Thank God we didn't have to pay for two rental cars. We just had to pay the difference. And so whatever the girls made it to Sicily. They made it in their private car, and now they're in Italy with their luggage still stuck in Terminal D in Dallas. Right. So, (laughs) there's that. That's.
0: (laughs) So we are now, uh, you know, in Dallas, getting ready to board a plane in the morning to Seattle, um, and on our way to Seattle, which we both have never been before. Right. right? So So now
1: randomly, my stepmom, Robin, her sister lives in Seattle. So I just call Robin just to say like, hey, mom, this is what's going on. And she goes, actually, I'm in Seattle with Lynn and our family's here. Why don't you guys just rent a car, hop on the ferry and come stay with us for two days? I'm like, you know what? That sounds freaking great. Right. So that's exactly what we did. We land in Seattle in the morning. We rent a car. We actually visited Pike Place Market. Why? Because we were on hold trying to rebook our flights. Right. So we're now trying to book the flights that were canceled for Eddie and I to go to Italy. Uh, all we are thinking that we have to do is just now get flights for Monday afternoon. Right. Why? Because Monday morning is our passport appointment. Once we get the passports taken care of Monday afternoon through after through the night, we can leave anytime, just transfer our tickets. Right. Well, they're telling us that the airport reported us as no call, no show. Right. Which means we forfeited our entire ticket.
0: Like we never showed up for the actual flight.
1: Right. So like five thousand dollars worth of tickets just gone.
0: Which now makes it really, really difficult from rebooking standpoint because now, like you know, we don't have tickets. And because we booked these tickets using Point. So this time, so one we've talked about using American Express, but we also have another travel car we use for Chase Sapphire, which is also really good for travel. But when you go through and you buy your airline tickets through your credit card, they, they serve as like a third party. And so now they have to call British Airlines and see if British Airways and see if British Airways will basically change that in the system from a no call, no show to just missed the flight and we were there. Right. right. So we got to get an approval from them and then rebook. And so that process took uh, about seven hours on the phone.
1: So <laughs> seven hours on the phone. So imagine this. We fly into an unfamiliar city. We rent a car. We're driving around. And I'm just like, I'm just going to drive us to the Pike Place markets. So that way we could at least see one thing in Seattle before we get on the ferry and go visit my family. But in the meantime, we had been disconnected at least four times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turned into about a seven-hour phone call finally they said we can put you on a flight that departs on Monday at 1.35 p.m. And I said, that's cutting it really short. What do we do? They said, if you don't take the flight on that day, then you're going to have to wait till Tuesday night and we would have lost a whole nother day, right? Right. So we decided to book it. It would depart on Monday at 1.35. Our appointment in Seattle for the passports was at 9 a.m. And we were just hoping that we would be done at the travel at the passport agency by, like, 11 because it was a 25-minute drive from the passport place to the airport. We had to right. return our, our rental car, which would have taken 30 minutes at least, taken a tram. It just didn't seem like there was any way we were going to make it, right? Right. So, at this point...
0: And we had mapped it all out. Like, if it takes two hours, we're good. Right. Right? And then <laughs> anything about beyond that, we're cutting it real close.
1: Right. So, let me tell you the part that I was really upset about, though. They said, okay, fine, even if we change you from no call, no show, there's still a difference in price. Because from, now you're booking
0: it now. Yeah, because
1: of now you're booking a last ago. minute ticket instead of three months ago. Right. And so we're like, great, of course there's an extra <laughs> fucking fee. How much is the fee? Uh what was it? Eight thousand he 9, was
0: like 000, seventy it seventy five hundred dollars.
1: Seventy five hundred dollars to rebook tickets. Right. Which Also, I didn't think we were going to make the 135. So I was like, then what happens if we spend another almost $8,000 to book more flights? Like it just was like a nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. I felt like they were taking advantage (laughs) of us. And I was just like, so out of desperation, we said, fine, fuck it, whatever. Here's the credit card number, you know, and they asked us 82 times, are you sure? Are you sure you're authorizing them? It's like, does she want me to say no? Like, I don't understand. So yes, we're agreeing to $7,500. I was like, I'm not happy about it, but it's the only way we're going to get on a flight. This is ridiculous. So yes, puts us on hold for another 20 minutes, comes back. Actually, we have really good news. We're only going to charge you $4,500 because the ticketing price changed. Whatever.
0: Well, they said they were discounting at $4,500, right? So they said, oh, actually... I was looking at it wrong. And there's actually, you're going to be quite happy about this, Mr. Copeland. Um, this is going to be re- actually reduced by $4,500, right? We paid so, forty five. No, we paid $3,000. Okay. They reduced it by dollars It was $7,500 and they reduced it by $4,500.
1: Okay. Well, $3,045, <laughs> who fucking cares? I was just so annoyed. Like, they wanted us to be excited that they saved us some money. But whatever, fine. We took right. it. We booked it. And now the trick is... Waste two days in Seattle, spend two days in Seattle and hope that everything works out on Monday. Right. Scary. Yeah. Okay. so here's what we learned. We posted something on TikTok saying like, hey, British Airways wouldn't let us on our flight, blah, 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 blah. We're crying in the airport. You know, who knew that there was this passport thing? And literally the video went viral and people came for us on TikTok. Right. You're so stupid. You should have never booked a flight like this. Uh, Without knowing the travel restrictions, how could you not know this is common sense? And we're like, uh, every single person we talked to about this didn't know about this rule. Right. Even the people at the airport at the ticketing counter didn't know this rule. So is it really common sense that everybody knows this? And
0: and keep in mind, we booked these tickets but back in April. Mm -hmm. Right. So like. We're not thinking about our passports expiring because at that point- We knew
1: that they were expiring, we knew, we, we were like, we knew that we had and several I months said, I said, after. hey, wrap right this
0: trip, we got to go immediately and renew our passports. And the thing is, is that there's no alert, especially when you book it so far out, there's mm-hmm. no alert saying, hey, you can't complete this. And to me, it almost doesn't make sense because if you book a round trip t- ticket- and, you know, in April and your passports are good through October, it seems like that should be okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not. That's
1: not the law. It's, it's common not, sense. It's you common should sense,
0: know. Which is not common <laughs> sense because every country is different. Yeah. Right. And so it's like these people who, that are on uh, social media who yeah. are experts. And mind you, every inf- all information is new to you at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's new under the the... Circumstances that we faced, or it's new under the fact that someone told you before you booked a trip, but you pretend or acting like you always knew this information Mm -hmm. that like this was like something you like innately. Oh, I I knew that innately. Like I know every country automatically. I don't even have to book a dummy, right? (laughs) Why would you even you know book it within a year? Even time your passports due in a year, you should renew it. I don't know that.
1: Well, we knew that we had to renew it, but we didn't think that ninety days was. A and, I t- and
0: like I told you, I said, if the DMV didn't send you a notice, you know how many people would have expired mm-hmm. uh, licenses?
1: But also the DMV has an expiration date on it. And that that ID is valid until the expiration <laughs> date expires. <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's like they say, you can't drive.
1: You didn't know 60 days before your license expires, you can't drive. How would I not? Why didn't you just make my expiration (laughs) date 60 days prior? So my thing is, I guess that's major tip number three for you. It doesn't matter what your expiration date says on your passport. It matters what the country is asking for. And most countries apparently are three to six months. I'll just tell you, uh, London doesn't have a rule. doesn't matter. doesn't matter when your passport expires as long as it's not expired.
0: In, In fact, because... London and in the EU are not together because mm-hmm. of Brexit. Brexit. It, that changed things for them. Yeah. Right. So if this was a few years ago, we would have been it, having an issue when it came to going to London, but now they're not a part of the EU anymore. So that's not a deal. But it's just interesting. So we are going to have to probably do a part two to tell the people what's going to happen next. Yeah. Right. Let's do it. So now we're at the point where, you know, we're in Seattle, we've booked our tickets. Mm-hmm. We, we know what time our, our flight's going to leave. We have no idea how long this passport process is going to take. But we also have a few days in, in Seattle. So right. we could learn what happens. Time there.
1: out, though. The flight that we booked on Monday to Italy that leaves at 1.35 if we can get the passport situated on time, that flight leaves Seattle and flies into London Heathrow. And then departs three hours later from the other airport in London. Right. So we also have to pay for a private driver to drive us from one airport to the other airport and cross our fingers that Gatwick. those flights don't Gatwick get delayed. Airport. Yeah. So there you have that. We'll see you in episode two.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast.